Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal Agenda series. I'm joined by Chris. How are you doing, mate? You good? You well? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Thank you, TC. Um, I hope you're well. hope obviously everyone tuning in is good as well and looking forward to diving into some topics this morning. Mm, indeed. Plenty to discuss. Of course, we do these shows every morning, Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. So we've not been live since Monday, uh, Friday sorry, last week. And uh, it means that we haven't had a chance to discuss the uh, battering of Chelsea Football Club, uh, which was very enjoyable indeed. Did you manage to stay up to watch it or did you catch up? I caught up. Um, one of the main reasons behind that was I was on an early shift the next day um, and I, I mm. thought, of, thought to myself that I'd end up regretting it if I did stay <laughs> up. Um, but yeah, kind of gutted that, um, you know, it was a you know such a good performance and result. And um, yeah, I was tempted when I saw the starting lineup. It was very strong, wasn't it? You got the sense mm. that maybe that's the, the, the starting lineup that we'll see at Palace or similar. So, yeah, I was very tempted, but, um, yeah, my body just couldn't handle it in the end. But, yeah, I did catch up the next day and, um, yeah, was really impressed, was really happy with, with how it went down. And, um, yeah, I mean, it topped off a very positive uh, tour in America, didn't it? It's topped off a very good pre-season so far as well. Five wins on five, I think it is, for Arsenal. Obviously, we've got that, that game at the Emirates Cup coming up at the weekend. So, something else to look forward to and a final opportunity for the players to to sharpen up and, and work on a few things and and build up some confidence ahead of the new season, which is just around the corner now. And obviously a nice opportunity for the home fans to get a glimpse of the, the new looking team as well before they, they go into battle. Absolutely. Um, I think it was a game, obviously, that we can't read loads into. You know, you're going to sit there and go, wow, we're on our way to a title challenge next season. No, it's obviously, the reality of the situation is it's, it's a preparation fixture. But I think what we did see was the commitment from the boys in what is, a, as we said, a preseason game. To see that level of intensity, to see that level of commitment in one of these games is really encouraging. To see that lacking in one of our potential rivals next season is a good thing. Um, and certainly that this Arsenal team have got their head screwed on. They know what they want. They know that we're going to go into the game against Crystal Palace in less than two weeks' time now, um, fully gunning towards trying to get maximum points for what we want to achieve. Some of the standout performances, Zinchenko, of course, got his debut. What did you make of, of what he put onto the field? Yeah, well, I actually watched a video on his game last night um, because I heard a few people say that he, he, he looked decent. And um, yeah, I mean, look, considering obviously he only arrived a few days ago, he's got new teammates around him, a new environment on and off the pitch. I thought he did really well. Um, you could see, you know, how comfortable he is on the ball. I saw a couple of clips of him beating some Chelsea players and, and getting past them. Um, obviously, comfortable passing-wise as well. Um, tried to have a, a couple of attempts at goal. He got himself in some good positions, um, but they were obviously uh, ultimately blocked by the defenders in the end. Um, so, yeah, I mean, overall, pretty good. I'm sure we'll, we'll see more of that later down the line. I'm sure we'll see more from him later down the line as well mm. when he gets more minutes, when he's he's playing more. Um, we, we, one thing I did notice, and it's not really a surprise because he did, he did it at City all the time, was when he is on the left-hand side or operating from that left-back position, you do see, do see him drop into the left side of midfield a lot more in, in attack. And uh, I suppose maybe that's just, it, it will add something different. You know, he's an extra option in that position now when we are on, on the attack um, and he can fill in there. We know the attacking quality that he has because obviously he's naturally a, a number 10. That's where he started off his career. Um, and um, yeah, no, just obviously uh, really looking forward to seeing how he, he you know, he slots in for us, whether that's at left back, whether that's in, in centre midfield. 
we know the quality that he possesses. We know the the winning mentality that he'll bring to the team as well. Um, and he just seems like a great guy, doesn't he? So I think yeah. um, another great addition to the team. And um, yeah, early signs looking looking positive and uh, looking forward to seeing more of him. Absolutely. Uh, I think that we've got a real good player in him, someone obviously who is at 25 years of age going to be moving into their prime years and has got all of the possibilities to become an Arsenal starter and compete for both a left-back position and a central midfield role as well, which is is what we want to see. We want to see the option of, of both of those positions being filled by him because he is versatile enough to play both of those positions. Now, the back four was obviously made up as well by Ben White playing at right-back. Tomiyasu is out currently and could even be missing for the first game of the season. Cedric came on in the second half and he had a brilliant assist for Lukonga's goal. I mean, an amazing cross for that one. But there's part of me, Krista, feels like that back five that started that game could be the back five, including the keeper, that we see start against Crystal Palace on the first day of the season. What do you think? Yeah, I tend to agree with you there. I think, you know, in terms of the, the starting lineup overall, there was a lot of players that I can see starting at, at, at Palace. Um and yeah, I mean, look, we know with Ben White at right back, he's played there numerous times. He, he did did so for, for Brighton. He has filled in there for us before as well. And um, overall, he's comfortable there. You know, it's a position he's, he's fairly familiar with. Um, obviously, he's right-footed anyway, so he can you know sort of comfortably operate mm. down that side. Um, even when he is at centre-back, we've seen, you know, times where he's, he's sort of pushed into midfield with the ball. He looks to pro- progress play. Um, and he's fairly quick as well. Um, he, he likes to make runs down that right-hand side. And, um, yeah, I mean, he, he did okay there. Um, obviously, in an ideal world, I think it's nice to have Tommy Asu in the team because he, you know, he's just on another planet when he is in that right-back position. Obviously, that is his natural position. But, you know, he's so comfortable um, in possession, out of possession, both attacking and defensively as well. I think he's just more overall, uh, more of a complete right-back um and uh you know that especially in in times last season we missed his presence there absolutely um so you know the sooner he can get back fit and and, and ready to, to to be involved the better um because it would be really nice just for him to to have some consistency now to to get minutes regularly in an arsenal shirt mm. and um to, to get back to the top of his game again because they're obviously He's he's struggled with injury, um, and you know it has hindered his his progress. I would say in, in some capacity, and obviously the the consistency with game time. But it's a, it's, it's a massive shame because when he has been fit and when he's been playing, you know he's he's looked sharp. He's looked really really solid at the back for us. We know he likes to get forward as well. He's comfortable in possession, um, and like I say, just you just have that added sense of security when he's in the team because of how complete he is. And um, yeah, I think obviously he's been a huge miss for us when he's been out of the team. And like I say, if he can, you know, continue working on his fitness, it looks as if he, he's maybe moving in the right direction slowly but surely. Um, then hopefully he'll be back in the t- team um, sooner rather than later. And, you know, obviously that will allow Ben White to play in his, his favourite position. Or like I say, you know, we, we, we've been speaking about William Saliba over the last few weeks. He's an extra option there for now for us as well. It's going to be an interesting little battle, I think, between him and Ben White for that right centre-back position. Been mm. really impressed with Saliba over the last couple of games. Obviously, what's going in his favour at the moment is Ben White has had a bit of a knock. So Saliba's maybe got more, had more of an opportunity that's gone in his favour, like I say. But um, Ben White's very much still in the fr- frame. We know 
he yeah. matches the Arteta's um, uh, style of play in terms of playing out from the back. He's obviously formed a, a solid partnership with Gabriel already last season. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how them two get on. But, uh, well, it's just nice to have some competition there, isn't it? It is, yeah. No, it, it really, really is. Um, and I think that Saliba has come in and been absolutely exactly what we've needed him to be, which is solid consistent hasn't made any errors you know because there were some in his time at Marseille that I was concerned might be highlighted more of course he's not played again in in the Premier League yet and we're obviously waiting to see that happen but there's a real chance I think we do see that against Crystal Palace and that back five that we saw will be the team in fact there's a chance the entire team that we saw start the game against Chelsea could be the team that starts you know against Crystal Palace it's just Tommy Asutini Smith Rowe uh, Fabio Vieira, of course, as well, that are still waiting to return from their injury issues. But uh, it's a very, very strong looking side indeed. Uh, now, of course, uh, what finished the US tour was a very in-depth and lengthy interview from Edu, uh, which was released in its entirety this morning across a number of outlets. And you can read, of course, Edu's interview with uh, the journalists that, that were there, including our, our very own Kaya Karnak on the Football.London website. You can also see some of that interview on the Arsenal way as well. Um, a small clip of the interview has been uploaded to the channel, so you can also check that out there. But what is interesting, I think, about a lot of what he talks about is, you know, the the ambition that there is. Uh, he was kind of asked about the Champions League and if that's the target to qualify. He was basically like, no, you know, our target is to do more than that. You know, we can't just be a side that finishes in the top four or is aiming for top four. We need to be a side that is aiming for the top, not the top four. And I think that should definitely give fans encouragement about what the plan and the process is with this club. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if there's one word you could use to, to sum up Edu in, in recent weeks and months, it would be refreshing because he's doing more interviews. Obviously, it's probably no surprise with it being pre-season and the transfer window is open. Um, and obviously, we've been in, in tour in America, so he was over there. But, you know, that what he's come out and said you know the right words really um and certainly so far this window you can't fault his work behind the mm. scenes along with the, the rest of the re recruitment team and Mikel Arteta you know that's one thing I like as well is that every time he's been asked about the transfer business that they've done so far you know it, he's saying it's it's not just me it's not an Edu signing it's not an Arteta signing it's an Arsenal signing and you know that that's that's nice to hear because it's, sometimes it's easy to forget, isn't it, that there's lots more people behind the scenes actually putting in the work as well alongside uh, Edu and, and Arteta. Um, but look, you know, I've been impressed with what he's had to say, um, and I, I think this is something that every Arsenal fan can relate to, and the frustration that it's been all talk but not much action in, in recent years. But finally, certainly last summer, it was the, the, the start of it, in my opinion. We've, we've carried it on into this summer. Uh, a start of a, a new transfer policy, a fresh approach, new ideas, um, a more ambitious approach, I, I think, as well, especially when you look at the addition of Martin Odegaard mm. last summer um, and, uh, you know, obviously Sinchenko and Gabriel Jesus this summer. Um, you know, signings that can uh, take us to the next uh, the next level and will take us to the next level on top of obviously the young talent that we've acquired as well. Um, I, I think a lot of people are sleeping on Fabio Vieira from this summer as well. I, I'm really mm -hmm. excited to see him in action. Obviously, been quite an unfortunate start to his Arsenal career with injury, but he, again, he's, he's making progress. Sounds as if he'll be in training with the team very soon. 
Um, and yeah, I think, you know, obviously really impressed in Portugal last season was a standout. So again, I think he'll he'll improve us. And um, one thing Eddie's been very clear about in, in his interviews is that the door is still open for, for more incomings. And obviously that's exciting. But again, you know, it reiterates the ambitious approach that the club is taking. Obviously, it, it sort of collides with what you were saying just then about what Arteta was um, sorry, Edu was mentioning about being ambitious, wanting more than just the top four. We want to be, of course, in the Champions League, but we want to be pushing for trophies. We want to be pushing for titles in the future as well. Um, and he also said, I think, didn't he, about, OK, you have Man City and Liverpool that are you know, very, very far ahead at the moment. But just because they are, it doesn't mean Arsenal should sit back and accept that. And again, that's the right approach to take. You can, it, it, they may be you know, miles ahead of us right now in terms of progress and, and, and quality and where they're at in, in obviously the, the competitions. Um, but Arsenal should, you know, envisage being a Liverpool, being a Man mm. City. You know, that's where they need to be. They used to be a Man City and Liverpool, didn't they? I mean, we had an invincible squad for crying out loud. We were one of the best teams in the world. Um, and now it's about rebuilding what we have now and, and looking to the future and, and trying to get there once more. You know, OK, there's still a lot of work to be done. I think we can all accept that. And there's still going to be plenty of bumps along the way, without a doubt. But if you can't see, you know, the the vision, if you can't see the progress that's been made over the last season, um, and yeah, if you can't really see the, the the route that's being taken, and I think you need to sort of open your eyes a little bit and realise that you know it, we're not going to just start you know competing for the Premier League just you know a flick of a switch. It is an awful lot of work to be put in before before that, and in order to get there. So I think that's certainly what Arteta and Edu are looking to do, and the transfer business over the last two windows certainly head in that direction. So. Um, the future's looking bright, TC. I think that's the, the only thing I can say at the minute. Like I, I said a minute ago, there'll still be bumpy roads ahead. There'll still be questions asked. There'll still be bad days. But every football club has them, and especially when you're one of the youngest in, in the Premier League, and especially when so many changes are happening around it as well. But you can't sit here and say that those changes weren't needed because they absolutely were. And it's just nice to get a bit more clarity from from the Arsenal board and from the hierarchy. Mm. And um, it's finally good to see the, the money being spent. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think that we've asked a long time for money to be spent. Money has been spent at Arsenal. Um, it's just about how that money has been spent. And that's been the big issue I think a lot of us Arsenal fans have had with it. I don't think anyone can turn around and say that the club and the owners aren't backing Arsenal and aren't backing Arteta and Adu with funds. It's about how that money is spent. And I think if you look at the money that we are spending and what we're spending on in the last two summers in particular, it is money well spent that's helping us not only to arrest the slide that we were on towards the end of the Wenger and through the Emery era, but that continued into Arteta's time and has since been reversed. And now we're looking very much on a exponentially upward trajectory. So I'm looking forward to waiting and seeing what happens next season indeed. Um, now, there was a few other things that were obviously in the Edu interview. You're going to be continuing to see coverage of that and fallout from that across the Football.London website and across our pieces that are going to be coming out later on today and throughout the week. What we are going to do is tackle some of your questions in the chat box. Uh, Graham says, do you think Arsenal are right to stick by their guns and reject these offers for the likes of Leno? Uh, and there's some rumours about potentially Bellerin as well, having offers rejected too of a lower figure than what Arsenal's valuation of the players are. Or should we accept less money to get them off the wage bill? What do you think, Chris? Um, 
Yes, I think to a certain you know extent, Arsenal are right to knock back these offers. I think what that was being reported yesterday that um, Fulham initially put in a seven million pound bid plus three million in add-ons or something like that. For me, you know, okay, he hasn't been playing an awful lot recently, but Ben Leno is is still a top quality goalkeeper um, who. <laughs> who can save you from or, you know, prevent you from losing points in matches and, and can keep you in the game. He's done that so many times at Arsenal, made some tremendous saves that have kept us in in the game and, and, and saved our backside. So, um, you know, also a German international and yeah, just a very, very good solid goalkeeper that will, that will be a massive upgrade on what they already have. And I just think that that sort of figure, £7 million is, is nowhere near good enough. I, I, I've seen, Figures flying around about Arsenal wanting at least fifteen million pounds, something around that that sort of area. For me, that that would signify good um, or signal, sorry, good good mm. business, um, and that is certainly in the direction where we we need to be looking at. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, whether it's you know Torreira, obviously, and um, there's been teams sort of trying to to get him on the cheap. Hector Bellerin with Real Betis, we know about as well. Um, yeah. It's not ideal, um, and I, of course the, the, the club has every right to hold out for as much as possible. But there is a risk in doing that, and that of course is you know teams moving on, the players becoming unhappy about it. Um, so there's always a risk of upsetting people um, and not actually getting what you want at all. And then you're left with a player that doesn't want to be there and is unhappy with how you've handled the situation. So. It's very. I mean, Eddie touched on it, didn't he? In the interview, he said it, it's very difficult to, you know, to some to sell players sometimes and get what you want. Um, but it is part of their job. Um, and you know, although I'm sure buying players and 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 doing that side of things is exciting, you know, it's ultimately left Arsenal with five new faces through the door. We're needing to offload now, and that's going to be the the sort of priority for for Edu and the recruitment team and. The, the rest of the 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 the, uh, the guys behind the scenes, you know, obviously it's um it's just part of the job, and now that's something they're going to have to deal with, and I'm sure it's it's tricky to keep everyone happy, but um yeah, I mean look, well there's still a pl- plenty of time left, I guess, isn't there, to to, mm. to find solutions for lots of different futures. There's so many players in this team that that um are maybe wanting to move away, so look, all we can do is just keep our fingers crossed and hope that there's there's solutions found over the next few days and weeks because of course it can also have an impact on on our remaining sort of business on the incomings front as well, can't it so yeah. yeah, hopefully we can get as much as we can, but of course Arsenal will be wary that there's also a risk to it as well. Yeah, Guna Jake says, hey guys, would you take the money for Leno or hold or miss the chance and let him move on? I think as Chris said there, we need to, at this point in the window, you know, we can ask for a certain amount of money. If it gets towards the end of the window and we've not yet moved him on, then that's when you start lowering the price. It's just part and parcel of what happens during a transfer window. I think that eventually Leno will move on, um, but Arsenal are right to do as they do. We're seeing links with Fulham and other teams. It could be that these are, you know, tactical links that are trying to panic Arsenal into accepting a lower fee but I don't think Arsenal will face that until towards the end of the window and you know Fulham will want a goalkeeper in place before the season starts they may look elsewhere but other teams have also been interested especially in the Bundesliga in Leno too he's of a keeper that for me is worth more than 10 million like he's not worth less than that he is a keeper that's worth more so we should be trying to hold out for it we can't moan that Arsenal are bad at selling and then you know, get on their backs for not selling cheaply uh, as well. It's a fine balance. And I think we understand also 
the level of difficulty that the window uh, creates for us. Um, Benjamin says, are you seeing the Aussie men rumours surfacing again? I've seen a couple of whispers, but I am not jumping on that train uh, at this stage of the season at all. Uh, Yasin says, which positions do you think should be a priority? Right back, wide forward, defensive midfield. If you could choose two of the three, which would you go for? Well, um, look, I, I just I would usually say right back, but because I don't think obviously Cedric's going anywhere, and we've got Ben White that can operate in that position, Saliba t- can too as well if he needs to. Mm. Um, I would have to say you know sort of central midfield and and right wing or sort of a, a winger that can play on on either flank. To be honest, TC, because Saka's going to play more often than not. Um, who knows what's going to happen with Pepe? Um, but you know. There's obviously been a few injury concerns around Emil Smith Rowe. We know he can play on the left if needed, but you know if if Martinelli needs a rest um, or he gets injured as well, have we got anyone that can just sort of operate strongly on the left? I'm, I'm not too sure. I think you're always going to get the best out of Saka on the right. Um, the, the same goes for Pepe if he's still here. So um, you know, ideally a winger that can play comfortably play on either flank for me would would be ideal and you know just to throw a name in there i'm a big big fan as you'll know of the name i've mentioned before on here um cody gapo obviously he's being linked with us at the at the moment uh, in some reports in, in the dutch reports um and we do have an understanding at football london that there is interest there um that that's been the case for quite a while now though so um you know again you, you get the the feeling it could depend on what happens with some outgoings, especially Nicola Pepe. Mm. But um, yeah, certainly central midfield and a winger for me uh, would would top off a, a very good summer. I think left centre back is always something that people aren't really talking about that needs to be addressed. Yeah. Uh, if, if Pablo Marie leaves, we don't have any other left-footed centre backs at the club. Yes, Saliba could play there. Less, yes, Tommy Asu could arguably play there. But I think a left-footed centre back is is also something that may need to be thought about if we are indeed moving Marie on, which it's potentially looking likely with rumours of a, a low move to Mbappe uh, appearing that that might be what is going to happen. Uh, King says, how many more players do we need to get into competing for more than top four? You know, I think the squad that we have right now is capable of, you know, competing for the top four. But I think if we want to keep pushing on and improving, we need to add a couple more players to the team this summer. I hope that we do that. It's just difficult to see that happening if we don't start moving players out. That's the next big thing for Arsenal to address and work out to do. Um, And I think that's probably why you might see potential incomings go a little bit quiet for the moment whilst Arsenal try and move on players that, that needs to be moved on from the team. Chris, to kind of finish off the show, how frustrated would you be if we start the season with the current squad we have now and we don't bring any players in before the season starts? Uh, not overly frustrated, to be honest. I think we're in a much better place than, than where we were. <clears throat> um, you know, we've improved, obviously, going forward. Gabriel Jesus has looked absolutely outstanding in pre-season. Um and you know, go into games very confident that we can score goals, create opportunities. Um, and obviously, the, the addition of Sinchenko again, I think he'll he'll prove it to be, to be a very very crucial player for us. Whether he's at left back or you know, how many sort of worries has there been when Kieran Tierney's out of the side and we're having to see Nuno Tavares start? No disrespect to him, but we know you know he's not the, the complete package at the minute he's still got a lot of things to improve on even cedric has had to fill in at left back for us before as well and you know that's led to, to uh, some concerns and some some dodgy moments within within the game itself um and yeah i mean look fabio vieira could be fit and ready for the first game of the season who knows um i'm not entirely sure if we'll see him start a lot in the league unless there's an injury um 
because we know we've already got Martin Odegaard in that number 10 role. And we know he can, Fabio can also play uh, on the right-hand side um, of midfield. But again, you know, you've got Saka there. Granit Xhaka and Thomas Partey will start most times in central midfield. But again, you know, he's an extra option there to bring off from the bench or rotate if we need. And we know he's got a lot of attacking quality. Um, and yeah, I mean, look, you, those three signings are the ones at the moment, based on what we've, we've done so far, that are the three players that are going to have the most impact on our season. Because obviously Matt Turner will be a rotational option to, to Ramsdale and Marquinhos, we think he's potentially going to go out on loan. So um, yeah, there's definitely a couple more areas I think we can improve in and, you know, that will boost our, our chances of getting top four and, and pushing for those top spots and maybe reducing the chances of, you know... Um, sort of going for a bit of a downfall towards the end of the season um, because, you know, like Tottenham did, they, they strengthened in January. It gave them more options, etc. And Arsenal, I think, are maybe just a couple more options short of that. So if we can absolutely get a couple more in, you know, whether that's before the, the season starts, which I think is, is, is probably unlikely, um, but definitely before the window ends, then absolutely we're in a very, very healthy position. I think we can push for push for the top four next season quite comfortably. But um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd be quite happy if we, we go into that Palace game with what we have right now. And I think it's a better squad. It's a stronger squad than, you know, compare it to what we went to Palace last mm. season. Yeah. Or well, we went to Brentford last season on the first day as well. Like, yeah, uh, so different, so different indeed. Um, so the level is, is is significantly higher. So I'm looking forward to the season starting and and what we might achieve. Um, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Uh, we'll, of course, continue to bring you coverage of the rest of pre-season plans as Arsenal now prepare to face Sevilla. There has been some whispers that there may be a behind-the-closed-doors pre-season friendly this week as well. If there is any info on that, we'll obviously bring that to you. Arteta is clearly very keen to get more minutes into the legs of these players before the season starts, which is completely fair. Um, and yeah, we'll look forward to, to bringing you any coverage of that as and when it happens, in addition to any transfer news that drops. Chris, thank you so much for your time, as always. Appreciate it. Thank you, PC, mate. Pleasure as always. And of course, thank you to everyone tuning in and I uh, hope everyone has a great day. Indeed. Thank you, everybody joining us in the chat box. As always, do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. We'll be back tomorrow morning, of course, at 10 a.m. We'll also be bringing you more content throughout the day. And you can go back, as I say, and watch Edu's interview with uh, plenty of prying eyes uh, on the channel if you would like to. We will see you again very, very soon. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way.